0: fellow investigators, welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Raley. Our campaign is The Curse of Nineveh. It was written by Mike Mason, Mark Latham, Scott Doward, uh, and Paul Fricker, and it's available from the Chaosium website. I'm the GM, and this is episode two. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. All right, gentlemen, you are all planning your plans on going to various locations. Um, let's just start that you're still at the Wentworth Club and about to
1: split up. Do we remember what time of day it was or were we going to do this tomorrow? We met at 11. I don't know how much time elapsed since uh, since we first met up at the club.
2: Yes, the plan last night was to meet at 11.
0: Okay, so you you're at it's a it's eleven. You guys have all gathered together, um, and uh, you look over as you're arriving, and you see uh, Felix Matthews, your friend, uh, sitting there drinking some sherry. Sherry at eleven. Okay, whatever.
2: Don't judge. <laughs> Early tea. <clears throat> Felix, you've. Uh... You've heard about the uh, curious events, about I trust, but you can't have heard all of it.
3: No, I I haven't heard. I know we've I know we lost a member, and I I feel terribly for missing the missing the service. Um, but business it kept me wrapped up.
2: Yeah, circumstances. Such. I tried to notice Lord Brightman myself, but uh, it was it was a you know it was a somber, but sociable evening. But um, it turned into something extremely odd. Uh, Gentlemen, should we um, invite Felix into the fold of the events
1: of Easter night? Absolutely.
4: I agree. I was hoping that we could get him involved with us here. And well, fortune has it that he is uh, here to be involved.
1: Let's, let's take it into the conference room and close the doors. Yeah, please take a space privately. Felix, you know, um,
2: Lord Brightman was murdered, which was shocking enough. Uh, the impression was that it was a regular uh, burglary gone awry. Increasingly, it seems that was not the case. We had a mysterious visitor last night and, um, well, I don't know where to begin.
3: No one else does either. (laughs) The beginning is always a great place.
5: Uh,
2: A fine point, Felix. One thing that we learned is that uh, Lord Brightman uh, had a mania uh, about an obscure piece that he had brought back from uh, roughly uh, modern British Iraq uh, a curious figure of the Babylonian god Nabu, Nabu—that the scribe god, yes, son of Marduk—as far as some are concerned. Uh, it was a it was broken figurine uh, that he had received in unusual circumstances, and which he increasingly. Was convinced was
3: cursed. As many things from there are, or no, I suppose so it was told. superstitious. Yes.
2: Uh, how they did he come across it? They... Somebody died in the process of him, him uh, receiving it. What was it?
1: I'm not sure, but I know that. The last um, dig there was a few years ago, and everything was catalogued, but now the museum strangely has hundreds of undocumented artifacts that are being documented now, so obviously there was a secret dig that went on within the last year or so. 1904 was
0: that dig.
2: Yes, that's the impression, Um, and the reason that uh, we consider uh, that initial death, more suspicious, is that there's been a second one, and the second one is in close proximity to these uncatalogued antiquities
1: that came from ancient Babylon. Oh yeah, Archie Archie Galspin? Galspin. Yeah, he uh, he was murdered also. Now, I believe it was at the museum he was murdered? Correct. And also Nevi,
0: Remember Nevi?
2: Yes, and Nevi was our mysterious visitor. Uh, a young lady in distress who was currently in hiding. Who presented us with an artifact deluxe of which I've never seen. Uh, another Naboo statuette.
4: Yes, but this um, this Naboo statuette was very different. It was... Um, it had a lot of interesting symbolism that one could uh, extrapolate from it. It wasn't typically designed as most Nabu statues. Mm-hmm. It uh, showed something along the lines of transformation or ascension or something along those lines, because it looked like uh, Nabu was breaking away from his, uh, or its, uh, how you say, typical form into something else.
2: Like it's an a evolution, sort of a dual figure, uh, one it's... body in two, or something, uh, and it's it's gold. It has four wings, and it the the more or less recognizable figure of Nabu is emanating from or breaking through another human figure that is prostrate before it. I I don't. Uh, I'll be curious to see what you make of it. It's exceedingly odd. There's also what looks like script on the base of the thing, but it isn't cuneiform. Uh, it isn't Egyptian. It doesn't look like anything uh, that I've ever seen, but it does look like it's script.
3: So this knave, she she gave us the uh, she gave us the figurine. Where's the figurine now?
2: It's at home at my safe. Uh, I I, mean, I think it's priceless.
3: Oh, I imagine so. Uh,
2: the- she didn't give it to us so much as entrust it to us for safekeeping, because she believes that uh, she and the deceased Glossop are are victims of some conspiracy.
1: Hmm. And also our our friend Howard Brightman. It was said that they defiled his body in some form. We don't know exactly how yet, but strange things were done to the body. That might just be a rumor. Well, it's unconfirmed, yeah.
3: So where do we go from here, gentlemen?
2: Well, that's very much uh, what we were discussing when we came across you. Uh, There is a antiquities shop called Sweet Relics, run by a Karl Schweinzauger or something.
0: Is that worth it? Yeah, Carl Schweinzauger.
1: And wasn't there some sort of nefarious activity with that shop?
0: Maybe he had taken, he had taken the statue to him to see if he could identify it. And, uh,
2: he and she did. thinks that's why she's in danger.
6: We've
5: established that the,
6: uh, that the um, figurine differs from this normal Naboo statuette. I'd be curious to know what an original Naboo statuette looks like. Because maybe it's a, it's a division. Part A, part B,
4: the beginning, the end.
1: That's why I was going to go to the museum.
4: Well, we should have a picture of uh, of typical Naboo's uh, statuette in the library here. We could look into that.
6: Yes, that's what I'm
4: thinking. Yes. I'm going to go over to one of the nearby shelves and see if I can find something here in the conference room. If not, uh, later go to the library. Uh, Dewey Decimal.
1: And Felix, there was also a detective, Marcus uh, Brinslow, that we might uh, speak with also. Was he at the murder scene of, uh, of, of Brightman
3: or Glossop?
1: Uh, uh, Brightman, I believe he's leading the investigation. Oh, all right.
0: You don't know who might be involved with uh, the Glossop case.
3: Okay. Yeah, maybe we could speak to him and find out. At- if uh, he could give us a little more clue as to exactly how the body was desecrated there, if there was any at all.
1: And I think Nevy, when she was at the antique dealer, didn't she have to uh, slam the piano down on his hands? to the, the course of events were that she went there
0: to have it identified. And he really wasn't able to tell her much, but he kind of creeped her out. So she left and she went back to the museum and then found out that Archie was murdered, Archie Glossop. And so she went back once again to uh, Mr. Schweinsauger to confront him as to what he knows about it. And she, uh, she kind of attacked him to uh, try to get some info out of him. And he tried to grab her and she hit him over the head with a bottle and ran. I like her
3: already. Yes, she seems uh, very spirited.
4: Very interesting young lady.
3: Well, let's take a look. Let's thumb through some books and see if we can find that old stat, the uh, older version of the uh, of the Nabu statue. While we're here,
0: well, there's quite a lot of documentation. Um, you can see various uh, <clears throat> pictures in books of things that may actually be in the. Uh, in the, in the British uh, Museum. Um, they've got a lot of Assyrian things that have been collected over the years and brought. Uh, but yeah, Nabu is, I don't have a picture to show you, but you can look on, on the internet and see what Nabu looks like. And he's usually a figure either standing, usually he's standing with his hands together or he's holding scrolls or something like that. Um, he looks very benign. usually has a hat on that has horns that come up like this around it.
2: Yes, and his hand gesture is a traditional Assyrian Babylonian priestly gesture. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, uh, frequently, uh, his left eye is obscured or marred. Missing, yeah. Or missing. He never has four wings in anything that I've seen come from the Near East.
6: Uh, Actually, he does. Looking at um, the, there's a woodcut of him with four wings.
1: Maybe that would be like a different, a branched off sect of its It's followers. um, It's also possible that it's just iconographic.
0: It's referring to him like when he's in heaven or you know like angels with wings
2: yeah some of the uh, descriptions of the wings of angels in the western bible are very peculiar not bird like in the least
4: speaking of angels there is something about that comes to mind here uh something obscure that i heard um apparently if you want to go with uh with um biblical lore um, different angels have different numbers of wings, like um, higher angels have um, many different wings, like um, oh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but I'm trying to figure f- figure this out, but it's like the higher you are up in the heavenly anarchy or, or an anarchy, what do you call it? Um, hierarchy. Hierarchy. You have more wings. Like uh, you have cherubim, seraphim, things like that. Um, oh, for the life of me, I wish I could remember the, uh, the, the exact nature of that. But uh, that, uh, that, that comes to mind, and there might be a connection with that as well.
6: I think, though, that's Christian gods. I think that the um, Babylonian, Sumerian gods' uh, wings were pretty much standard in a lot of the depictions
4: Yes, but a lot of Christian, uh, a lot of Christian uh, background stuff comes from Babylonia. Ultimately, when you really go back into looking at the history of it, and, and, and stuff like angels and demons and the gene in in, in uh, Middle Eastern uh, traditions, they all come but go back to Babylon and Assyria. So there may be a connection. I. I for the life of me, I just can't remember exactly what it was that I
0: All right, so which which direction now would you all like to go in? Uh, You mentioned going to Sweet Relics, you mentioned going somebody mentioned going to the police, somebody mentioned going to uh, the museum The museum is huge that's one of those things where everybody could go all day.
2: Yeah. Yes, well, Dean, it seemed earlier like it made a great deal of sense to, um, visit this relic shop, but uh, I, I'm not entirely certain any longer what we can learn there.
4: Maybe we can visit later, but considering that our, um, principal had got into a, uh, argument there having people snooping around might not be such a good idea um, maybe going to the british museum to start off with and then maybe in a day or two go go by the relic shop and, and look around yes. there that way we we avoid any uh, suspicion on on situation
2: we can't exactly introduce ourselves as friends as friends of Navy and say there exactly. was around
4: and uh you know like i said take suspicion off of us so that uh you know, he doesn't, this, this proprietor doesn't, uh, how you say, um, get catch wind to our, our, our intentions.
2: And the museum is now the scene of a crime.
4: Yes.
0: It was, yes, a few days ago.
4: But the museum is big enough that we can go and look around there with, without too much trouble. Um, the uh, shop is, is a lot smaller, a lot more noticeable when people are there.
2: Right. Felix, does does it sound as though we've all gone completely out of our heads?
3: Of course it does. But that's what makes us so special. That's what makes the club what it is, is we that's
5: love it. It's
3: Indeed. all about the wetworth. So
2: does anything strike you as someone who's uh coming into all of this nonsense afresh?
3: Well. Be honest, I I would like to go talk to the uh, to Marcus, the investigator, just mm-hmm. to uh, you know, just to see how much credibility is in the is in the desecration of the body, and see if that throws us any any clue as to who's behind doing this. Because if if they're dying, if people are willing to kill for anybody who's who's touching or getting involved with these relics we may not want to ask too many questions before we, uh, before we know exactly what we're dealing with.
2: You don't happen to know anyone in the, uh, Brightman household or amongst his relatives that could give us an in in that regard. I didn't know the gentleman myself. So.
3: I don't, I don't recall anyone close enough to where I could, uh, Anyways, why, ha-
0: did, why don't you do a luck roll? Okay.
3: I think back and I feel lucky. And that's a 96.
0: Yeah. yeah. You don't know anybody. You know, You don't know Brightman. You never dealt with him. Though you'd heard that he was kind of a recluse. Now I
3: heard he was a bit of a recluse. So, But I never had any direct dealings with him.
2: Uh, I wonder, he's in the peerage. Uh, I believe that he was widowed, as I recall, a car accident. He lost his wife and daughter. I wonder who their people were, and if we can learn that from the peerage. I would still like to find someone to give our poking about an imprimatur of some kind of legitimacy.
0: Um, everybody do a luck role. I mean, a, an intelligence role.
1: 26 out of 45. 45 on 80.
0: Normal success. A 100. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this was kind of going to be about visiting Lord Brightman's house again, and it's no wonder if you the fail that you got under it. <laughs> I don't think you should go back
4: there. No, um, I got a standard, standard success.
0: success. Um, for those of you who succeeded, it occurs to you that what would probably be going on at this point would be since you've already had the report that the butler is still there, um, He's probably putting the house in order because his employer is dead. Uh, They're probably going to pack all of his stuff up and uh, it's probably going to go into whatever they call it, probate and uh, get distributed to relatives if he has any. Um, So the butler is probably there while he's, he's probably packing stuff up. Um,
3: Do we remember the butler's name?
0: I don't think you ever found out. Um, The manservant. Um, I'm sure there would be people dropping by. I know it,
6: but I don't remember it offhand.
0: Did he give you his name?
6: Yes, but I don't remember what it was.
0: Okay. Um, There'd probably be people coming by to offer their condolences. Uh, There might be lawyers dropping by, there might be uh, police dropping by. The police might be able to recommend a drop by or give you some sort of credential so that the butler will allow you to investigate.
1: So why don't we swing by the police station first and then go to the house or to the museum?
3: Now, did you, were you guys polite to the butler when you went to the house and everything went fine? Or how did, I'm I'm not picking up. Well, I was
6: polite, but I'm guessing it didn't
3: go as well as it could have.
6: No, I don't think so.
3: Well, being that I haven't been there yet, maybe I'll have a, maybe we get a second chance here.
4: What I was thinking of is, uh, we could always come up with uh, that we, that one of us had loaned, our dearly departed friends and books, and we needed to come and uh, acquire them back.
2: Or? My concern in that regard is that, um, you know, there's been a murder and presumed burglary. And so saying, Oh, hello, you don't know me, but some things in this house belong to me might seem rather suspicious.
4: Well, if we just said that we're part of the Wentworth club. Uh, that should that should alleviate any suspicion because they, if we can show our credentials that we we are fellow members that, uh, and uh, perhaps the the butler will let us in.
1: Well, Felix seems like he might have an idea. What were you thinking?
3: Honestly, I was just gonna try to. Uh, I don't know any other way to say it, gentlemen. I was going to BS my way in the door.
1: That always works, too.
3: Like I said, we're getting, I we're getting a second shot here. As let's, they uh,
0: let's, let's interject there and say, no, it doesn't always work. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> always.
2: <laughs> it does on occasion work. It does not always work.
0: I'll just I'll just sort of remind you that Brightman was a recluse for the last year. So borrowing books, he hasn't been to the Wentworth Club for a long time.
3: Does anybody know what Brightman did before he decided to uh, become the recluse as far as work or as far as business? Well, he was a peer. A lot of,
2: he might've simply had an income from lands.
0: He worked on the dig with... uh,
2: And he was, yeah, he was an archaeologist who went on at least a couple of digs in, in the Near East. I don't know that he was employed to do so. I don't think he had a professorship. I think he was just a wealthy guy.
3: Hmm. The gears are turning, but they haven't created anything just yet.
2: Okay. Uh, yes, yeah. I, I, I'd like to. I think the idea that you have to involve, well, to, uh, to converse with the. Uh, lead officer is of interest. I just don't know for what reason he would speak to us. I don't want to tip the hand that we have a statuette or that there's a well maybe if we suggest a relationship between the murder of Glossop and the murder of Brightman, that will be sufficiently intriguing to at least open a door.
3: Did anybody see the, none of us saw the body at the service. No, we were just, uh, celib- that it was just a celebration. Memorial, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Simply, Simply memorial. memorial. Do we know of anybody who actually went to the service? Was it open or closed casket? We don't know.
0: Yeah, the, surface, the, the, the service was probably a day or two ago. This was just a memorial dinner okay. to remember him. All right
4: was Was not the uh, uh, service closed casket due to uh, nature of the body?
0: Well, you'll have to inquire about that, but I'll just say, yeah, you heard it was closed casket for sure.
3: I'll tell you what let's get uh, let's head out let's Where would you guys like to head? We want to do the police station, or if you'd like, I can break off and go talk to our to our friend the butler uh, I may have a couple of tricks up my sleeve that I could work my way inside, take a look around.
1: And there's still stuff we could learn at the museum, not only research, but also maybe get some clues or whispers about uh, what the murder that happened there. There's a couple avenues we could do at the museum. You know, a museum, and
3: I actually have to do a time check on this, never mind never mind yeah. i'm guess they would not have what i was about to say and i think a couple of you know what i was about to say they'd have cameras everywhere but not in this time yeah. this thing there are
0: there would be guards to all the place. yeah and the british museum is one of the largest museums in the world right
2: now so. and the british library within the british museum uh, might have periodicals i'm curious if we can locate anything about brightman's expeditions that might yeah. help clarify things
4: and maybe some of these uh artifacts that came in outside the uh, normal uh, digs, if there's some cataloging with that, maybe we w- we'll find the lead to it
2: well I'd be curious i don't know how it works when things are um usually things disappear from museums rather than appear in them without provenance uh all right so uh, and i don't i don't i don't know what we could say to the inspector that would uh, Encourage him to speak to us. So,
1: I'm for the museum and library. Yeah, museum.
6: Yeah, I'll go to the museum.
4: Museum sounds like a good place to start. We can always go other places as we get information. All right. Go to the museum.
0: So you're going to make a day of it at the museum. Good. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Turn the pages back to the museum. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I've been sitting here flipping, 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 (laughs) flipping. All right. So everybody knows where it's located. We head to the museum. It's on Museum Street. Um, uh, It's uh, the museum galleries are uh, free to the public. Uh, They're open uh, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., all, uh, all day, all week long. Uh, there are exhibits of printed books, drawings, porcelain, glass, prehistoric era objects, uh, British, American, Anglo-Saxon, medieval, and ethno-geographical collections. There are Egyptian collections, and there's the Assyrian, Greek, and Roman galleries. Uh, the reading room, the, the library, uh, is accessible, but you only you have to get a ticket. Uh, you can buy that at the, the front, the entrance hall. Uh, so you arrive, and of course there are lots of other people milling about, and there are guards. And uh, the guards kind of function both as guard and as to answer any questions you might have. There are also numerous curators and people who are doing things and uh, milling about. Um so we'll assume that you're interested in the Assyrian collection, which is where you're heading. Um, city, uh, the Assyrian collection houses uh, slabs of worked stone statues, as well as relics. Uh, there is a portion of 60,000 cuneiform tablets, um, some of which actually tell the story of the creation and the flood, just like the Bible. Um, there are huge Stone monoliths and colossal uh, human-headed winged lions. Uh, it's extremely uh, impressive. A lot of this was brought by A H Layard in uh, 18 in the late 1800s, um, at, from the excavations of Nimrod and Nineveh. Uh, now, when you're walking around, in the Assyrian area, you can see that in the back of the Assyrian wing, uh, there is an area that is roped off and uh, there's scrims so that you can't see what they're working on. And it says, you know, coming soon a new exhibition, blah, blah, blah. Um, it
2: And is that a, the area based on what Nibi said that... Uh Young Glossop met his
0: end? Uh, not necessarily.
2: Not necessarily. She didn't say it was on the museum floor.
0: Um, I, recall. I don't know that she said that or not. However, this doesn't look like they're just hiding something. It looks like they're... they're it's constru- not a
2: crime scene. It's a work in progress. Right.
0: They're, they're doing major construction over there. They just don't want the people to, to see what they're doing.
6: Would the crime scene even still be a viable crime scene? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they've cleaned it up and back to business as usual.
2: Um, So I'm uh, going to be uh, poking around looking for figures in Naboo to compare to uh, the one that is hopefully still in my home safe.
0: You find a number of them, but they're almost always in stone. Uh, some of them are in terracotta and clay, um, and
2: the the one that um, so disturbed Brightman was in terracotta, right? Stone. It was stone. Okay.
0: And I think you said earlier that it was broken. I don't think that it was broken. It was just
2: there different. was something weird about the lower part of it. I thought. He said that it was, wasn't the same as the bed figure.
0: Yeah, said that it was very strange looking. Mm. Um. You don't see anything particularly strange looking. Um, do any of you read uniform? No, so, uh, I have. What is
2: it? Yeah, I have. I have uh, some Acadian. So yeah, right. There's oh only God. one. Only uh, thirty-one. Well. Uh, we will just say that so I can make some sense out of some basic cuneiform
0: right you can and, and that's exactly what you do you can see that this is a an order for loads of wheat and this is that and there there's nothing particularly interesting there there's like I said, say the stuff with the creation story and um, I'm not the sure sim- if the mesh story would be there and all of that but
2: the symbol for Naboo is a fish in a house So I could find that. But that's like the degree of things.
0: Well, say that you find such things. You find the the statues, and there's nothing in here that seems out of place or unusual. How much is in gold? Nothing. Nothing
2: is in gold, right. Mm -hmm. So this makes this artifact even more valuable and bizarre.
0: Yeah. Now, there might be some gold jewelry and things, but there's nothing like... uh, All right.
2: Yeah, something like a ring that would be worked rather than cast. Because they're bronze age.
4: Is there any significant uh, occult symbolism that strikes me when I'm looking at the artifacts. You
0: find nothing that looks like that symbol on the bottom of the statue at all.
4: How about just general occult stuff that looks like, oh, hey, I recognize that sort of thing.
0: Well, there's nothing that 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 comes after the Assyrian stuff in the Assyrian section. So you're not going to find any, any later Mm -hmm. occult symbolism.
4: Okay.
1: I'm going to look and see if there's any, uh, like a curator or like uh, somebody working on an exhibit, not a security guard, more like somebody that might know about the artifacts and objects.
0: Well, go ahead and do a luck roll.
1: <clears throat> Forty, Yeah, pass. Okay.
0: Well, we'll say that as you are looking at stuff, you notice uh, 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 a short, uh, balding man in uh, what looks almost like a lab coat. Uh, he's got a clipboard, and he just happens to be passing from one area into another. Looks like he's heading for a door that's kind of off-limits for you guys, but you know you've got enough time to where you could stop him and talk to him.
1: try and get his attention. Okay. Hey, sir, um, I mean it's amazing, um, you know, statuary and everything you have here.
0: Oh yes, yes, uh, you like our Assyrian uh, collection.
1: Yeah, I, I love well I'm am an explorer myself. I've actually been to Egypt. I've I've been at some dig sites. I just find all of this, you know, fascinating.
0: Ah. Really? Well, you have been you have been to uh, other places then.
1: Yeah, and I I say something in Arabic to him. I uh, see if he if he understands what I'm saying. Oh, you got. Does he speak Arabic? He does.
0: All right. Uh he's like, "Oh, you you speak Arabic?"
1: A little bit. Um what what can you tell me about this?" And I point to one of the statues of Nabu.
0: And he he says, "Ah, oh, yes, this is a fine piece." And he begins to extrapolate on where it came from and how they worked on it and how they've uh, you know, cleaned it up and, and put it there and what it means and uh he'll talk for quite a bit. He seems quite interested in talking about all of this
1: i let him talk it out a little bit so you know like i'm very intent and listening and smiling and i kind of look around and like i'm a man about the world i've heard there's some new artifacts coming in here please tell me that's true
0: a new artifacts
1: well new yeah something that hasn't been i know anything about
0: that uh uh, we're always cataloging things there are uh, there are vaults and tunnels vast ones underneath the uh,
1: british museum that hold
0: uh lots of uncatalogued stuff we're always cataloging
1: but uh stuff from Nineveh.
0: ah well we do have uh there was quite a large collection that came in way back in 19 uh
1: 1904 i heard there's more stuff
0: I don't know anything
1: about that. I'm, I'm working with some gentlemen, and we're, we're planning another dig in and around the area. And I just heard, you know, people hear things. And I've heard the museum had gotten some new stuff from there. And I'm just trying to connect with them. It's got to be coming from a source. And I wish to join them. I wish to go on a dig with them because I know they're digging out there. They are. Uh, they are. Well, as far as
0: I know, there's no digs going on. The relations that uh, Great Britain has with the Iraqis now are very tenuous. Uh, I'm not sure. I think that would be extremely unwise to do any digging out there at this point. Could create an international incident. Um, you say you're planning on going on a dig? At some point, yes. Well... Have you spoken to uh, any of the uh, the legal authorities on anything like that?
1: Uh, that's what you know. The people who fund the dig are for. I'm more of the hands-on, boots-on-the-ground.
0: Well, I do a lot of. Uh, I mean, I work with the British Museum and uh, I've worked with the Board of Trustees, but I haven't heard anything about a dig. Are you with the? I.
1: It broke up the last...
0: Are, are, uh, I haven't heard anything about a date from the Board of Trustees. Are you at the university?
1: Uh, no, but um, I have backers. I don't really want to, you know, say who they are right now. Is there anybody else I could talk to, possibly? Maybe you could guide me in the right direction? Well, um... I'm not at liberty to say their names. They're very wealthy individuals in London, and I don't want to throw their names about... And all, you know, no... No uh, disrespect, just, you know.
0: Who did you say you were with?
1: Um, I didn't, actually. I was explaining that I'm a explorer, and we have some money backers, and we're planning a dig. Well, I'm sorry
0: I can't really help you with anything like that. Um, good luck to you. All right, thank you. He gives you kind of a quizzical look, and he
1: walks away, goes through his door. Out. Close. <laughs> I didn't want to say went with, you know, and throw us into the, you know. I say, Zarius, that was a funny-looking little fellow. Did you get anything from him? Uh, not really. I relay back, you know, for sake of time, I re- relay back to the group everything that he said. So the last
2: uh the last cache of artifacts from Nineveh he's aware of is from 1904. Right. Well, which is what... consistent with Brightman's first expedition, but not his second. Isn't that so?
0: The the last one was in nineteen oh
2: four. Okay, that's the last official Brightman. Yes. Okay.
1: But we've gotten word that there were more hundreds of items coming in that were uncatalogued. So that, is what, e- that is what Archie Glossop told
0: Nina. Told uh, Levy.
1: Now, either he knows and doesn't want to say, or he's out of the loop. But that, that last glance leads me to believe he knows something.
3: Cyrus, did you get his name?
1: I did not. Oh, did he tell me his name? Nope. Didn't All right. ask him.
2: Vice versa as well. <clears throat> right. I didn't give him my name. And he went through a door uh, marked employees only.
3: Yeah. Now is that door locked?
0: Um, No. He just went through it.
2: Felix, you have that look about you. How many security guards are active in this, in this
0: uh, room? There's two within visual range.
1: Well, we, we might be able to kill two birds with one stone. I was going to suggest somebody speak to a security guard, maybe pass him a $5 bill and find out what, what he knows about what happened the other night, the whole murder and such. I'm not much for bribery, but um, it is worth a
2: try. Uh somebody must have something to say about pro glossop uh vadim if you wanna distract another security guard with some nonsense, then maybe Felix can have a little
3: um romp
4: no problem i'll take I'll take care of these
3: i'm going gonna... go to position myself over by the uh towards that door that the the fellow went through
4: I'm gonna go to the what looks to be the closest most obvious security guard and uh and uh Hey, good afternoon, sir. Um,
0: it's a, a rather tall individual in a suit. Um, he says, good afternoon.
4: Good afternoon. Um, what can you tell me about this uh, new uh, exhibit that's coming in? I'm, I'm rather interested. I've been interested in this whole section of the museum, and having a new exhibit coming in is rather fascinating. What's what's it about?
0: I'm afraid that we're not allowed to talk about that. Oh,
4: before. special, special, special thing coming yes. in. Yes. they
0: want to make a special
4: announcement when they're... Oh, very good, very good. Um, so so you, you, you usually have no exhibit coming in this time of year? Uh, or is this... Or this uh,
0: there's there's uh, no set time. It's whenever they have something that they want to
4: display. Okay, okay, very good, very good. Um, just, just curious. Um, I've noticed with uh, with Assyrian artifacts here, it's it's mostly mundane stone and, 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 and decoration and stuff. Is is there more, um, shall we say, uh, religious based artifacts that are that are about that can be seen or uh,
0: well? I'm, or uh, I'm afraid I wouldn't know anything about that. Okay. Why don't you do a um, Why don't you do a persuade role to see if you can distract him? Because all okay. the time that he's talking to you, his eyes are roaming around the room.
4: No problem, I'll go for it here. Uh no, no. I'm I'm not doing a good job of persuading him. Yeah, he hasn't
0: he hasn't taken his eyes off of the crowd. It's his job. hmm Felix. Yes. Yes. What do you want to do? I mean, you can see this guy is.
3: He's on me. He's obviously on us or on. He's got eyes. So let's give him something to watch. I'm going to walk over to where the new exhibit is cordoned off Mm -hmm. and push the limits basically and just see if I can catch an angle to where I can see through to the point where that security guard hopefully will, uh, hopefully I can see without him freaking out.
0: Well, the second that you make any kind of move like that, he would immediately uh, leave where he's standing and walk over and say, I'm sorry, sir, that that area's off limits.
3: Oh, absolutely it's off limits. You guys did a fantastic job. I'm actually a uh, big fan of security and the way that uh, things are done off. It was this your planning that you did here
0: I, to I, where it was blocked I, off. I've got several things. I'm just an employee, sir.
3: Just an nobody's just an employee. Everybody's job matters, sir. Don't ever, don't ever sell yourself short like that. What would it take? Do you ever go behind this? Do you ever go behind this wall?
0: Sir, I only go where I'm supposed to go.
3: And where is that? Your security. You should have open access to the whole world in here.
0: I'm sorry, sir. I don't know where you're going with this. Um, Please enjoy the museum.
3: Did I make it weird?
0: And uh, he uh, he sort of gives you a funny smile, but he, he goes back to where he's supposed to be staring and watching everybody. At
3: any point, did I get an angle to where I could see in between? No, it's, it's completely wow. trimmed off.
0: You can't see. What a
3: it. great job that guy did. That guy did a great job, you guys. It is blocked.
0: Here's a question.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: How many people are in this area?
0: It's 20.
6: What would stop one of us from walking over there and just looking inside? Yes, we'll get thrown out of the museum. It's not likely we'll get arrested, just thrown out of the museum.
0: It's highly likely you'll get thrown out of the museum.
1: We yes. might need to come back here. So,
6: Well, there's five of us.
2: And thus I begin the mental list of the places that Theophilus Brown will not be invited back to.
5: <laughs> so,
6: I get uh, as close as I can.
3: I position at the other door at this point.
6: And I wait for my opening. And as soon as I get an opening, I'm going to dash in and try to get a look behind that. I'm assuming it's a curtained wall.
0: Kind of, yeah,
6: yeah. I have a feeling I know what it's like. I mean, I don't know what to call it in the 20s, but I have a feeling I know what it would be like. So, I'm just gonna just try to. I'm not gonna go into the exhibit past the curtains, I'm not trying to touch anything. I just want a look at what's back there, and I'm going to look specifically at memorizing as much as I can about what. I see.
2: Now, uh, we had a brief conversation. We we peeled off. Vadim uh, did not seem to get very far with his security guard. Felix took that same security guard, weirded him out. Theophilus is like sizing up the curtained area. So, and Felix has gone back to the to the employees only door. So it seems like I'm basically watching this for the time to try to distract my security guard from maximum
6: And keep in mind, none of us knows, none of us, I mean, none of them know that we're connected. So yeah. it will just look People's like a bunch of people in interested, it will just look like people is really interested in the exhibit.
2: And we're all gentlemen, so. Well, sort of. I'm a bit of a rogue but (laughs) we're all dressed like gentlemen who can go to the Wentworth Club we have we we pass for upper middle class
0: all right we'll save a little bit of time and just explain what happens Um, Theophilus makes a move to try to look behind the scrim immediately the guard rather sharply says excuse me sir That area is off limits. Um, Theophilus just pushes his way past the the barrier and and pulls the curtain back and takes a look, at which point the guard's like, sir. And he immediately leaves his post and he comes over to uh, direct you away from it. What you see behind the curtain is a big empty room with a lot of scaffolding.
1: I thought that.
0: And he says, sir, please. There's nothing to see. Uh, Just this is placed here to not distract people from the the museum. Now, if you are not going to behave.
6: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just curiosity got the better of me. I apologize. And I go
4: back.
0: All right. Why did anybody else want to try at that point?
4: No, so I'm, when, I'm moving more into the crowd to alleviate suspicion upon me, at least. Right, and I'm, I'm
2: approaching a security guard in a um, confidential manner. Okay. Uh, also trying to direct him away from general attention, although honestly, probably, I can't compete with the other guard saying, sir, sir, away from that, please.
0: Well and when when that happens of course the guard that's near you takes a step forward to see if he needs to assist right At So that moment is the for door. That okay
3: when they're both that way I'm
0: going for the door okay um do a lock roll
3: it's an 11 and that is, it's 11, of, 11 on 55. I believe that is an extreme. That's one fifth.
0: Okay. So without making too much noise and while people are looking elsewhere, even the people in the room, uh, you know, that were looking at the exhibit, the, the just regular people, they're looking over at, uh, at Theophilus and the, the guard. The guard, by the way, now has positioned himself right where the scrims are so that uh, nobody else gets to try this trick. Um, And you slip through the door. What you find is that you are in a corridor leading straight away from the door that you're in. And you can see that there are open doors and you're going into what seems more like an office part of the, of the museum. So there's doors on either side. There's a hallway up ahead going sideways. You can see light from windows Um, and I mean, you can hear noise, uh, probably people talking on the phone or typing on their computers in the the 1920s. Yeah.
1: Typewriters? Well, they made a lot
0: more noise. Yeah. You might hear typewriters.
1: Do I see
3: stairs anywhere leading down? You don't. Okay. I'm going to walk down that corridor. Okay. Just like I, like I own the place. Okay just short of swinging a cane
0: do a do a luck roll
3: eight on 55 that's another extreme
0: okay you get past the first couple of doors and there are people in those offices doing stuff um But as you get to the end of this little hallway, it it splits and goes in either direction, side to side. Um, There are people moving around, administrators, whatever, curators, uh, assistant curators. Uh, You're gonna have to do a stealth roll, but I think you need a penalty dice because you're in a hallway.
3: (laughs) 49. Actually, that failed. I think that failed there. Hold on.
0: Okay. Um,
3: I got a 40 on stealth. So
0: Let's say that you're assessing the situation, and from behind you, you suddenly hear, Um, Sir? Yes? I'm sorry. This is a restricted area. You're not allowed back here. I was told the restroom was back here. I I I
3: greatly apologize.
0: Let me show you where that is. Oh, please hurry!
3: It's an uh, it's quite the emergency.
0: He immediately uh, takes you right back out, and uh, points you in the direction of the the restroom, which is right.
3: Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. I go to the restroom.
0: If you didn't, when the guy came up behind you already. All right. So now you've got all the guards staring at you and keeping their eyes on you.
2: Well, I've so I've got uh, my uh, guard
1: doesn't left, um, and I'm you know. Gonna... I think we should just try and bribe one of the guards. Whether they make a nickel an hour, give them five bucks and ask them what went down the other night. What is this buck of which you speak? A, a pound, five
2: pounds. Well, I I'm, don't think I'm, we're, I can't believe we're in conversation at the moment. So I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I, my guard has been distracted, redistracted, redirected. Um, and I'm just going to be gossiping. I'm, I'm sorry, I understand that there was
0: a, actually a murder here the other night. Is that the case? Mrs. Fellow was in the newspaper. Yes, That seems like an unusual thing to happen in a place like this, doesn't it? That's true. Yes.
2: Did uh, was there you know was there some fanta- fantastic fantastical golden goblet stolen or something?
0: I I don't know any of that. I'm just a guard. But uh, well, I, you're a guard exactly. You're part of the security
3: apparatus it was, here. It
0: was it was written up in the newspaper. I'm I'm not sure. Um, the police know more than I know. Well,
2: yes, but you, uh, I, I should think you should know more than almost anyone. Part of the security apparatus of the museum itself.
0: Well, I mean, it's like it says in the newspaper, it was one of the assistant curators that was uh, murdered. There was apparently a burglary and he... That's a shocking shot. thing, don't you think? Yes, very shocking. Yes, indeed.
2: And there are all these ancient thingamajigs about what was stolen.
0: That I have no idea. I don't know if he was stolen.
2: There isn't any scuttlebutt between you uh, folks, you gendarmes and museums about these sorts of things? I would think you'd all be very much up and arms.
0: Well, people are upset about it, of course. I should hope so. Anybody could have been working here that evening and been accosted. Quite, quite. And uh, do
2: and, uh, we think it was a, a single assailant or was it a, a, a gang of thugs?
0: Well, apparently they came through a service entrance, and we don't know if it was one or two or more, probably only one.
2: Don't you have, I would think you would have a veritable constabulary of, you know, a dozen men at each uh, service entrance with all these valuables about?
0: It happened in the the wee hours of the night.
2: Uh, Wee hours are when things are stolen, aren't
0: they? Yes, well, we're British, people don't steal things from the-
2: uh, Well, not proper people, I and mean, some sort of barbarians. Obviously. We don't know exactly
0: how they gained entrance, but
2: uh, that's- just <laughs> It's terribly shocking. Do you know if you had any family?
0: I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know anything about it. Did you know the fellow yourself? Um, no, I don't, I didn't. Hmm.
2: It's all very, very uh, disconcerting, I should say. Yes, indeed. Do you think that uh, uh, are you on triple overtime and whatnot to uh, increase security while the the whole matter is resolved?
0: Oh, sir, I don't think you should worry about that. It was just an incident. We've we've never had anything like this happen before. Quite, I doubt that.
5: I.
2: I I, I think we should all be worried. This is our uh, you know our um, uh, you know our colonial heritage that's being pillaged by who knows what riffraff and our own people murdered. It's, it's quite appalling. Indeed. But you don't know, you don't know a thing about it at all. Just what you read in the papers.
0: Correct. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, someone in the higher authority um, the, uh, uh, might know something.
2: So you have a, you have some sort of internal security hierarchy.
0: Oh yes, of course. Oh, of course. Of Our course. chief of security is Mr. Ralph Yates. Ralph
2: Yates. Oh, Yates, Yates. I think I knew an Yates at Oxbridge. Uh, how old's the fellow? 56 56 years old, venerable gentleman. No, that's not the Yates that I know. Uh, well, it's all very troubling. Uh, I hope that you have a, a peaceful interval before you and that the uh, scoundrel or scoundrels are
0: duly apprehended. Indeed, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, enjoy your, your visit to the museum. Thank you. Uh,
2: So I guess we're going to, since half of the people um, in the Assyrian atrium are under close security watch due to malfeasance. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, n- indicate that we should uh, move to another uh, area to have a conversation, and then we can figure out who could, who best be able to talk to Ralph Waits. Was it
1: Yates. 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 I'll wait uh, a minute and then follow Reginald.
3: Do I see any museum staff in the bathroom?
4: No. Ah. I slowly make my way over to Reginald when people aren't looking. Just kind of As back. Felix
0: is walking around the restroom, looking under <laughs> stall
3: doors you know, for sensible shit. <laughs> That's not creepy at all. <laughs> Somebody's going to talk to me. <laughs>
6: the one thing I can tell you is while there was nothing behind the curtains. There was scaffolding, which means whatever it is, it is rather large.
2: Hmm. Perhaps yeah, the wall- Assyrian room has like parts of walls
5: and, and substantial
2: statuary. Sure. But certainly nothing like that has come in recently.
0: It wouldn't necessarily have to have come in recently. Yeah, that stuff are, gets
6: thrown in a warehouse until uh, they get time.
0: Well, he said there are vast vaults underneath the museum that have. There's no way they could put all of it into the museum.
6: And you better believe that it's thoroughly examined and, you know, whatever done to it before it ever makes it onto a museum floor. Every archaeologist has had his turn.
4: You might find something in the, the catalogs about what might be coming up there.
2: So, gentlemen, that was an interesting first step or series of missteps, mm. Theophilus. So, there's nothing back there except scaffolding. It's not, not uh, irrelevant. Felix, uh, the security teams seem to be uh, on point. Oh, yeah. uh, Cyrus, I haven't tried to bribe anyone yet, um, and your uh, charming Yankee accent might make that more or less profitable to try. Uh, all that I have learned is that we that uh, the the uh, the floor staff intimated, if not intentionally. That there are things about Archie Glossop's death that aren't common knowledge. And the and the person to talk to, the head of security, is one Ralph Yates.
0: Um who
2: who among us do you think could best would profit from an interview with the head of security here?
1: Oh,
0: oh
1: well felix seems to have a silver Perfect. tongue yeah
3: yeah i made it all the way to janice in accounting down that hallway so that worked out great but i'm well, more than happy to talk to mr yates and
1: kind of it me, one more angle
6: better than me i'm i'm gathering myself quite the reputation
1: You know, come to think of it, the the security on the floor would be heightened there, just was a murder. So all of them are probably either told to look for anything suspicious even more than they normally do, or just naturally on edge because of what happened. Or maybe they were told to be tight-lipped, because that's that's kind of what we got.
6: Yeah, I mean, in the society, you know, that kind of you know dirt like that would be bad for their image.
1: Well, we could try Mr. Yates first. Then, if not, we could try and bribe somebody. I just want to bribe somebody.
6: Honestly, I don't think that bribing would work. You've seen the results of everything we've done. I don't think that we're going to get anything here. Maybe, if anything, it's best just to put our cards on the table and go up and speak to Mr. Yates and be honest with him.
1: Well, that's a new angle. We haven't tried at all yet. Honesty is, uh, that's a, that's something
3: we could do. Well, I'm not
2: sure that honesty, I'm not sure what honesty would entail. Like a mysterious woman came to our club we, and asserted we a, are an astonishing sh- tale and we've got this artifact that they covet that we were not going to give them
6: we are a member of a fraternal household and some of these people involved were our brothers from the fraternal association. And so we are
2: doing an investigation of our own. That's and actually that, an interesting sideline uh, or, or, or uh, a variant approach. Surely there has to be more overlap between the Wentworth Club and the British Museum I'm
6: sure we fund the
2: British
6: Museum. I'm sure that the fraternity, you know, the Wentworth Club has something to do with the museum, if nothing else. We probably yeah, there must, get a group yeah, this there must be
2: overlap. I don't know that we're, you know, that wealthy. The British Museum is very wealthy, but there must be there must be somebody at the club that has real Look, pull, because 19- as a society of London gentlemen, like
6: 1925, 26, whatever it is. We may not be the richest men in London, but you have a fraternal order of the well-to-do. That's going to have some kind of. Not just
2: fraternal. Actually, co-ed. Yeah. So, yeah. Keeper, who do who do we call at the Wentworth Club to to make this work out, or is that or is there a shortcut that we're ignoring?
0: No, I mean, there would definitely be people at the Wentworth Club. It would have connections with the British Museum. I mean, I don't know how they couldn't.
4: Yeah. It would be a good way to get, get the audience with the, uh, this uh, Yates.
0: Yeah, I uh, feel
2: like we, 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 it's about time we had our proper introduction and stuff just sort of bluffing our way because we're not getting anywhere.
4: I, th- I think that might, might be good to uh, set up something through, through the club with Yates and, and uh, have a discussion.
0: I, I would like you to do an intelligence.
4: Which
6: one of us?
0: All of you. At this I point, I made it exactly fifty for fifty. <laughs> hey, I made but.
6: it! I made it! A hard pass too.
1: Regular pass. Ninety-eight. Uh, I'm trying to think of my name. Um. It seems to me,
0: now I, I'm going to speak half in the game and half out of the game, but you keep trying covert tricks to find out information, when the easiest way to get information is just to ask.
1: Well, at least for myself, I was thinking there was a murder. It's connected to the other... It's
0: in the newspapers.
6: That's why it's I'm saying not just, a secret. I'm saying is just give him the honest beef. Here's the deal: we're we're a gentleman's club, and so and so was killed. A member of the gentleman's club. We are investigating all leads up to that for our brother. I think that that's a better approach than this 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 you know
4: subterfuge. I do agree on that. I'm not all about this whole subterfuge thing. It's not something I do. We're gentlemen, after all. Absolutely. Uh, Well, uh, I do believe the uh, office has a point here.
6: Just out of curiosity, Tom, is this Mr. Yates a member of our club?
0: Uh, Not that you know of. Okay. He's just a security guard. He probably doesn't have the time or the wherewithal. To well, like
6: like like has been mentioned. Surely somebody at our club has ties. We should have asked that first. Someone at our club has to have ties to the man.
2: Yeah, I think we should send someone um, to uh, telephone the club or. There's a, I think the gentlemen's clubs had concierges that would deal with things like this. But, you know, somebody should somebody should ask Binky to ask Boopy to find out who uh, we could talk to there. But also, oh, let's go to the reading room. It's, what, it's eight pence or something. Uh, and there's a number of things that we ought to be reading about. And that will better inform us going forward. I'd like to find out who Nevy's people are, for one thing. and the security guard was like it, you know he 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 suggested to me that everything that he could know about the Glossop killing was uh, published and then we should read all of that
0: all right so uh you're going to head to the reading room and uh let's see What are you going to look for? Of course, there's a huge book collection, but uh, you're not going to find anything in books.
6: What else is there?
0: Well, there's periodicals, newspapers.
2: Going to periodicals, the two things that I think are most uh, of note well, I mean, all right, I, I want to read about uh, Lord Brightman's killing, what, what, the, what the Post has said, Glossop's killing. And I want to see uh, what they have regarding uh, artifacts retrieved from the uh, Babylonian Assyrian area.
6: Well, for that matter, for that matter, anything about you know a upcoming display at the museum would be helpful too.
4: See if anything from the collection is. Uh, is uh is part of that that uh, upcoming exhibit?
0: Well, um, uh, Theophilus, do a, a intelligence role.
4: Oh, easy.
0: It's okay. a hard. It's a hard. Based on the evidence you already have, there's a sign over there that's basically saying something special is coming. Uh, and uh, if they wanted anyone to know then they would have already announced something or it would have been... Well,
6: yes, but what I mean is, is when they say something is special coming, they usually say something like, something special is coming to this whatever part of the museum is displayed. Well, they usually give some kind of a hint as you to know, what it is that's coming.
0: You know that it's in the Assyrian section. So it's in the Assyrian section and it's something that they haven't announced yet because they're keeping it a big secret. So, but I can also tell you that from the, from looking behind the curtain and seeing what's there doesn't look like anything's been done yet. So looks like they're getting ready to do something. It could be a year before. Who do we know?
6: Who do we know in the club that is an archaeologist?
0: Some of you are, aren't you? <laughs> I'm not. Um, well, let's get, we'll get back to that in a second. Um, so let's, let's sort of split this up. Uh, uh, Reginald, you started it. The uh, uh, First thing you find is this. Yes, uh, we have a piece. Murder
2: at the British Museum. Last Wednesday, a curator at the British Museum was savagely murdered in cold blood. Mr. A. Glossop, that's Archie, of Smithy Street, Whitechapel, is believed to have confronted a thief who had broken into the museum with the intention of pilfering the ancient and priceless antiquities on display to the public. Detective Partridge, we have a name, of Duskall Yard, is leading the charge to bring the murderer to justice. And commented that the miscreant will find no shelter in London, as the might and breadth of London's finest will surely root him out. Mr. Glossop leaves behind a wife and two children. Something else we've been curious about. Sir Arthur Lansdowne of the Board of Trustees for the British Museum said, we are saddened by the loss of one of our long-standing employees. The thoughts of all the British Museum are with Mr. Glossop's family at this most troubling of times. We are providing our utmost cooperation to the police inquiry and fully believe the perpetrator will be brought, found and brought to justice. So,
6: do we know what Mr. Glossop actually did? What was his job?
2: He was a junior curator.
0: Yeah.
6: And he lives in Whitechapel? They don't pay very well.
0: No, there are some nice areas in Whitechapel.
6: Well, we could go to Smithy yeah, one of our... Street. We can go to Smithy Street, talk to the widow.
2: I hope we don't have to.
6: No, but she would know what how he was um you know, she would have particulars.
2: Well, indeed, if he was involved in something
6: uh, as
2: uh, unorthodox as the organization of, of groups of hundreds of secret artifacts he may have brought secrets home, but I hope you can leave the poor lady to live.
6: And while it's possibly a long shot, she might know what the exhibit coming up is. I mean, husbands talk to their wives, and she should be easy if we can't can't bamboozle her. She's a widow. You know, Theophilus,
2: I think that the the humiliation of your uh, experiment with the scrim has made you quite mad with curiosity about, you know, potsherds that they're going to sit on shelves.
0: Uh, Felix Vadim and Cyrus do spot hidden or, or, or uh, library rules.
1: Tom, real quick, when you had that article up, it said Sir Arthur Lansdow, museum, what was it, curator, or I, I missed? Oh, he's on the board. Board, okay. And he was speaking for the museum. So,
3: right. Ex- uh, extreme on uh, library use, four out of 60.
0: Okay, well, Felix, you find this. Peer of the Realm Murdered. The body of Lord
3: Howard Brightman was discovered in his home on the morning of 24 June by waiting staff. A police investigation is underway. Further details have yet to be released. However, the police are following a number of lines of investigation into the heinous crime. Lord Brightman was renowned as a leading historian and archaeologist, being part of both the Major Cornelius and Winston Armitage excursions to Africa. In recent times, Lord Brightman had retired from public life due to ill health following the unfortunate coaching accident that led to the death of his wife and son one year ago. Funeral arrangements to be announced.
6: Find out about these two excursions.
0: Um, Ford. Yes. Uh, you also passed, yes? hmm So you're looking around into some of the history of some of this stuff going on, and uh, you recall the name uh, Leonard King. Leonard uh, King. Was one of the ones that was on the expedition that, that passed away, and you find his obit... or at least you find the article about
4: it. Okay. Gentlemen, I found something here. It ties in with, I think, what we're looking for here. Yes, uh, a correspondent writes, by the premature death announced in the Times last Saturday of Dr. Leonard uh, William King uh, at the age of 49, science loses a brilliant scholar in the field of uh, seriology. Not only has he, not only had he a European reputation on the, history, on the literary side, but his vigorous personality and love of open air and adventure had led him also to travel, to see, and to excavate the palaces of the ancient Assyrian kings. Wow, a dual capacity so often demanded of archaeologists nowadays. Educated at uh, Rugby and King's College in Cambridge, he entered the Egyptian and Assyrian department of the British Museum shortly after he came down. Shortly after he came down. His uh, first work, uh, Babylonian Magic and Sorcery, uh, in uh, 1896, uh, showed the, a mastery of his subject. Coupled with that accuracy and care for which he has always he was always known. This is followed shortly by the letters of uh, Hammurabi, which is uh, still the classical work of on the subject. Uh, not long after, he made a trip to Mesopotamia with a view to making excavations, and as a result, he reopened a year later the diggings of the site of Koyanijik, Koyanijik, uh, or better known as Nineveh, uh, where he worked for more than a year for the British Museum, until uh, dysentery compelled him to return home and relinquish his place to a colleague. During this period of excavations, he made an expedition into Persia to recopy the great inscription of Darius on the rock fact at uh, Bietz- Bietzun, I'm having trouble reading this, I do apologize, um, which, Sir Hen- uh, which Sir Henry Walt Rolson had previously published uh, in early days of his uh, decipherment of cuneiform and he he and his colleagues camped for a fortnight beneath the inscription in order to carry out the task. The whole text satisfactory recopied with the help of ropes and tackling and ultimately published by the British Museum with a full translation it would be necessary to quote more than a few of the king's works which are all well known to Semitic scholars, but perhaps monumental history of Babylonia, on which he was engaged at the time of his death, stands first of all his publications. He became a literary doctorate at Cambridge, Early in his career, and was a fellow of the Society of Antiquities, or antiquaries, and antiquaries. Yes, that's what it says, antiquaries. Uh, King's College, London, also elected him professor of Assyrian and Babylonian archaeology. For those who worked with him, can testify to one of the noble points of his character, always to be found in the unselfish masters of, of craft that he never forgot his juniors and ever ready to help them with scrupulously, scrupulously careful that they should have the credit uh, for the work they did. Okay, okay. Um, After the war broke out, he put his knowledge to the disposal of the government of London. He leaves a wife, a son and, and daughter. So he left the family. That is interesting. This might be a new path to look into. There are a couple of things, Vadim. Yes. I'm
2: sorry. Uh, I'm most curious
4: of his his book about magic there myself.
2: That is worth looking on. A few things regarding linguistic confusion. When he says he leaves a son and daughter, it means he died. Yes. And they survive him. Also, when it said he came down, that just means he graduated.
4: I can see that, yes, I do apologize uh, if it came out poorly. i was, I was having a hard time reading the uh transcript.
1: It's a bit smudged it is uh, it is plus going from Russian to english is
4: it it, it can be difficult. I'm pretty good, but um your, your I still ancient
2: have remarkable uh the way well, we uh, say the ancient uh ruler is Darius. yes uh and this, w- surely we all know this Leonard King, right? is reputation. Yes, you've is heard great. of
0: him. Uh, yes. He was on the, he was friends with uh, 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 Campbell, Campbell Tom, Tom, what's his name? Campbell Expedition. Right, yeah, on the Campbell Expedition. At least the Campbell Expedition.
2: So you've got the Major Cornelius Expedition and the Winslow Armitage exposition Expedition. Ex- 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 Expedition. Ex-
0: Expedition.
4: <laughs> he, he seems to be in the thick of things, plus he also died rather unexpectedly there, like uh, yeah. others.
2: Is it just my impression, or just, is it an obituary, it lied the circumstances of his death as a young man? Only, what, 40-something? 49, I think? I
4: don't think it lied, but I don't think it uh, really went into a lot of the detail of the death.
2: I'm sorry, I said it, it, it lied. A-Line. Avoid. Uh, avoid.
4: Okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I wonder, I mean, are we looking at a pattern of unusual deaths? We could.
0: Uh, if somebody wants to do uh, another library roll.
4: Sure, I'll go ahead. Oh, I'm
2: all over it. 97. I just cut my Stream it for. Drawer.
3: We had a 57 on 60.
0: Well, let's see. Let Felix read one. Okay. Um, a- along the same lines, uh, you find this.
3: Yeah, here's something on Leonard King again. Uh, 1860 is 1919. Looks like we may be looking at his obituary here. Yeah. Uh, English archaeologist was born in London, December 8th, 1869. Educated at Rugby and King's College, Cambridge. He obtained an appointment in the Egyptian and Assyrian department of the British Museum and conducted the museum's excavations on the site of Nineveh. He also traveled widely in the Near East and collected rock inscriptions in Assyria, Persia, and Kurdistan. He was for some years professor of Assyrian and Babylonian archaeology at King's College, London, and published a large number of works on these subjects, including Babylonian Magic and Sorcery in 1896, Uniform texts in the British Museum, 1896 to 1909, Babylonian religion and mythology in 1899, and many others. He died in London, August 20th, 1919.
4: He seems in the thick of it all, as they say.
3: Like well, the right thick they, of it all?
2: Yes, the thick, quite.
4: Thick, right.
2: Excellent uh, usage of uh, common adage.
4: Uh, it looks like he has uh, all, all the all the all the points that we're looking at, like um, magic and religion and and uh, the the language and uh, all, all. This is yes. yes,
2: I I quite agree. This is not a lending library. We can only look at things in the space, right? Uh,
4: but we might have a copy of the of, of, of
2: A couple of these works of might these be works. at the club, quite.
4: Yes. I'm interested in, yeah. the, in the book on magic there. I'm, I, I really yes. would like to read that now.
2: I, frankly, everything in that list seems like it might uh, pertain on some level to the, uh, the matter
6: at hand.
3: Agreed. Can I look around and just see if this magic and sorcery book is on the shelf here in the reading room?
6: Are the letters a Hammurabi?
0: Um, I'm sure both of them would be. Uh, I'm going
2: to ask uh, an attendant at the library for a, a direction toward information on Naboo. don't think I'm going to... Sp- learn a lot more but there might be something we haven't don't have it
0: at the home club um yeah and the way this library works is there are books that you are able to take out and read but you don't put them back you let them put them back um and then there are a lot of things of course that they won't let you read because they're old and you have to wear gloves and so you have to have permission yeah. to
2: and they can't photocopy
0: And they can't photocopy. However, all of the things that you're looking for are very available. And uh, if you want to peruse them and spend a few hours looking through them.
6: Yes, yes, um, very much so. uh, Indeed.
0: You're you're able to do that, but you don't particularly learn anything more. Hmm. So we'll say by now it's maybe, what, three in the afternoon?
6: Ask them, this is a long shot, but ask them if they have any books on Naboo that have been looked at and not put back yet on the shelves.
0: So you're asking them to look through the books that haven't been put back on the shelves. Right, right. Uh,
2: Theopolis, you mean, um, do you want to ask about things that, uh, about violations of library usage?
6: No, no, no. He said that you don't put the books back yourself that the books are put back by the librarian. So what I want to know is do they have any books up there on the boo that have not been put back on the shelves yet that somebody else has read and not put it back on the shelf yet?
0: Well, I think there would be two things you would learn. One is they're not exactly predisposed to go through all of the books That are sitting over here in stacks, getting ready to get put back on the shelf, Um, but they also learned that they all get put back on the shelves every day. So it's like that's part of the job. They have people specifically to put books back. So I didn't know if somebody came in earlier. I don't think that there's any any. I suppose you could. Why don't you try to persuade or charm them into doing that extra kind of work to to look through and see if there's anything.
6: Guy or or girl?
0: A guy. But he's British.
6: (laughs) Excuse me, sir. I am looking for books on um, Naboo that have perhaps been looked at earlier today and not been put back on the shelves yet. I'm looking to further my knowledge, we've looked at the books that were on the shelves. And I just want to make sure I'm not missing anything by there being a book that had been checked out earlier and not been put back on the shelves.
0: Oh uh, Well, um, I can check and see if any of the books are missing from the shelves.
6: That would do fine.
0: Okay. So he says, give me a few moments. Yes, sir. And, uh, he has to look up the in the card catalog to find the subject and whatever. And, I'm going to magically assume they use the Dewey Decimal system though they might. They have
6: do. A a- 1875.
0: Yeah, but in Britain in the British Museum where they probably have had the same system for the last 400 years. <laughs> so, so who knows? But anyways, he goes away and after 10 minutes or so he comes back and he says, "Well, yes sir, there is one one book missing."
6: And would it be on the return
0: um, well I haven't looked there yet, but uh um Reginald, you probably overhear this and you say, Is it this one? Because Reginald is reading a book from the oh. section. Okay. <laughs>
6: I thank you for your time, good. Sir.
0: <laughs> okay.
6: It's worth a shot, man.
4: Gentlemen, I have long shot that I've been thinking on. Long shot, that that's that would be term, right? Yes, long shot. Um, it could be nothing. But um Theophilus, you, you you talked about seeing scaffolding in the room where they're putting a new exhibit, right? Yes. Yeah. Um Scaffolding was it by by walls? Like like how tall were walls in there, the walls.
0: The British Museum is huge, so Yes, they were near
4: the walls. Multiple, multiple story, like like many level. Yeah. What if new exhibit is, um, like, in, in 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 Leonard's obituary, Leonard King's obituary? There, it mentioned um, like scripts and and texts that were on walls that they had to use ropes to go up and down on what if um, certain blocks or even even facsimiles of these walls are going to be part of exhibit like taken from photographs and and and, and put up or even the actual walls themselves because they've taken the actual walls before as, as we saw in in the in the Assyrian wing and putting it putting it there could be
1: could be that that might be a possibility. They I'm could I'm thinking also some ch-
4: kind of connection there,
1: cause well, we were all in the same yeah.
2: larger Assyrian chamber while we engaged in our various
5: mm.
2: feints and gestures. Uh are there other large vertical
0: exhibition spaces or is most it most of the rooms are pretty big. I mean feel free, feel free to look on the internet and Look at some of the stuff that they've got. Yeah, right. They, but a lot of it's vertical because yeah, they were they, taking they, like they makes, have, I think yeah, they literally what? have brought pieces of wall. You know, and
4: so
2: could, there's nothing could, unusual about there being something tall, substantial.
4: No. Could, well, could could this 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 big wall that they they deciphered script from? Could there be like could this be pertinent to this new exhibit and maybe to what we're looking into? Even if they don't have wall, like I said, building a facsimile would mean well that would mean having artisans come in and uh build this and they would have photographic evidence.
0: Fadim to a, an intelligence role.
4: Um missed it by missed it by three.
1: Okay. Never mind. They might be painting the walls for the new exhibit. That we might be chasing our own towel and they're plastering Would over be... the holes where they drilled stuff, plaster over and painting the walls for the new
4: Like I said, it's what they call long shot there in, in thought. Maybe I'm making connection that doesn't doesn't come together.
2: I uh Sorry to interrupt. I, I'm curious about the uh, relationship between the Major Cornelius Expedition and the Winston Armitage Expedition. How they overlapped, and, and what uh, the documentation here suggests about what was recovered.
4: I, I know a little bit about Cornelius Expedition, but uh, this was the first time I've heard of the the Winston Armitage one that might be something to look into right there.
0: Yes, what the that's what suggests to me. It's very likely that you saw some of the artifacts uh, from those uh, expeditions out in the museum, they would have been labeled as such. So it's what 18 something was that 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 uh, those expeditions?
6: Maybe uh, the periodicals would have something about those digs.
0: They probably would. There might be books on them, but uh, uh, if you want to spend a couple of hours reading them.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that's, I mean, right we've, we've moved over to that part of the museum. That's, I think. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, I, nothing particularly interesting stands out. And now it's, what, five? So when you say nothing interesting, uh, given that we were all at least amateur. I mean, it, it has increased your knowledge of uh, the Assyrian stuff that's been, you know, just like going to the museum increases your knowledge, but none of it relates in any way that you can see to any Just out of curiosity, so we looked
6: at these at these books, the magic book and the uh, letters of Haram Harabi. Mm-hmm. Um, did we see any relief cuts, pictures, anything like that that looks similar to the statue where you've got the entity basically splitting off?
1: Nothing like that. I was also wondering, gentlemen, if Sir Arthur Lansdow, who's a museum board of director, might know somebody in the Wentworth Club and maybe they could facilitate a meeting and go right to the, you know, Wait, jump a few levels and speak with him. Just a possibility. That's a yeah. good idea. Yeah, it's a direction to go. I don't know if we're going to get there that today. Um, in
2: the, in in the library, I was looking uh, for anything about the exhibitions that uh, the expeditions that I had newly had names for that were you know like expeditions that we've recently heard about and which people seem to die after or have trouble with so if there's no you know
0: well there was the carter expedition to uh egypt to uncover Tutankhamun's tomb and there were lots of things about curses but ultimately when you do any research these were all men in their 40s and 50s and People just die.
5: <laughs>
2: yeah. Nothing about the major Cornelius or the Winston Armitage stands out. There's no there are no
0: No. Just Yeah. Just expeditions. Just um, things that happened. Fair enough. Go ahead and do a luck roll.
2: Slightly alarming. Thirty-seven. Um Seems like it should be good. Oh, it's quite, yeah, 37 is great. Um,
0: Less than a half. Uh, the only additional piece of information that you discover is that in uh, on the 20th of August, 1919, Leonard William King, his body was discovered in his suite at the Great Central Hotel in Marylebone. Marylebone. It's a hard word. Marilaban. Bon.
2: I believe. Marilaban. Bones of Mary. He was, th- his, he, his corpse was discovered in his hotel? Yes. And it was newsworthy because he, it was murdered, suicide?
0: Um, it says that he had a heart attack.
2: Seems like a uh, gentleman, gentleman, it seems as though we are on some sort of path, and that path contains a great deal of misfortune. It's something to be
0: borne in mind, I should think. What is your next course of action, gentlemen?
6: I would suggest we go call it a night and in the morning get up and see if we know anybody in the Wentworth Club that can give us an in to speak to these people.
0: Well, it's only 530. Are you sure you want to call it a day?
4: Sometime sometime on my way home, I'm going to be swinging by one of my occult bookshops and see if I can't get a copy of uh, of uh, Leonard King's uh, book on uh, magic in, in uh, Assyria. Well,
2: first we so should all have to
4: read it on my own.
2: We should all have a decent tea together and and think about uh, what was what, going ahead and what has been lost and whether or not we should be concerned about organized violence or just some strange confluence of violence. But since we're going to have,
0: you know,
2: a short meal yes, together. No.
0: All right. So uh, where are you going to have this tea? Are you going to go back to the Wentworth Club?
3: We'd probably get tea for free at the Wentworth Club. I mean, just being frugal.
2: Yeah, I think I'm, I'm sure they... I'm I expect that we get treated pretty well
3: there. And while we're there, we can see if anybody's there who has an in at the museum, so we can set that up for the next day.
2: We should make inquiries about, yeah, contacts in the in the Scotland New Scotland Yard and the museum. Yes. Because somebody has to know somebody in Scotland Yard too.
0: Correct.
1: Now, Tom, uh, were both detectives mentioned? B- both of them are from Scotland Yard. There's det- Marcus uh, Brinslow. Is he local police? Or is I that... think
0: that's a good question. Um, my guess is since they're both detectives, they probably are both from Scotland Yard. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think that uh, uh, I could be completely wrong, but beat cops would be part of the police department, and the detectives would all be part of Scotland Yard. I mean, that's what Scotland Yard does, isn't it? They investigate crimes.
2: All West right. police.
0: So, uh, British people out there, please write in the comments exactly how wrong I am and how right I should be. <laughs> Um, all right, so you're going to go back to the Wentworth Club, and uh, you guys sit down, and uh, the, uh, what's his name, Sykes, uh, the uh, the lead, the head uh, servant, he uh, gets you your tea and your cookies, and... Um, I did they were brandy, I think. Possibly. Whatever you want.
4: glass of sherry and one of those little sandwiches.
0: And
2: we get we exchange all you know everything we know about you know uh, individual like there, explorations, guess. Yeah.
4: yeah it seems like there is something going on here with um in regards to uh these archaeological digs and what's been found. It just occurs to me that uh there might be more to what's been what's been out in the open, and uh, with all these deaths and with all these connections, it seems like uh, that people are taking interest in what might have ended up in the British Museum and stayed in the vaults, for and trying to get at it, and trying do to get we, at those involved.
1: Do we know How it you... works? I'm not sure. Sorry. Do we know what year the Winston-Armitage expedition was? Uh, You can look it up, but I don't have the answer, so it's not important. Okay.
2: Yeah, it must have been in the newspaper. But we do know that Armitage is an interesting name. Yeah, I
1: wonder why. Hmm. So...
2: We 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 we're going to approach higher staff about learning what was stolen from the museum. So I don't know how else we're. I, I, I'm trying to figure out how to get. Um, sorry, right, gentlemen, to figure out how to get accurate and useful information about the ongoing criminal investigations when we are not officials.
1: That, that that keeps vexing me. If somebody in our established club has connections with either of the detectives, maybe they'd be more freely willing to speak with us I'm still very intrigued about what happened to uh, Howard Brightman's body after death. Like, I mean, not the, where it went to, but what was, if it was desecrated and how so.
4: Perhaps we could find people connected with the detectives here in the Wentworth club and have them come with us.
1: Or at least arrange the meeting for us.
4: Well, at the very least arrange, but maybe having them along, you know, it would be to, um, ensure that, that our questioning is, is legitimate, rather than just arrange meeting, having them there to, to vouch for us. And, wh- and why we are asking these questions would be helpful. Just that little bit of legitimacy goes a long way.
2: Yeah, certainly more than we have uh, while sneaking through back doors.
4: I, there'll, there'll be time for sneaking I'm sure but I, I am thinking more and more as it goes through my mind that uh, trying direct approach might be the way to start things off before we have to go to sneak I think that Theophilus came up with the the, the best solution to problem
0: So, dinner is marvelous Uh, as always. Brandy's fine club, fine club indeed. So, uh, I'll I'll remind you um, that you are not the only people you know here. And I and
2: I, uh, I'm hoping that Teddy is going to show up tonight.
0: Um, sure, update us. you see Teddy, he's, uh, he comes in a little late and uh, laughs with some friends across the room. And...
2: No indication of last night's strangeness. Mm-mm.
0: Oh, you mean, I'm sorry, you're talking about uh, Theodore? Yes. Uh, you know, you don't see
2: him. Okay, so we, ha- and we haven't, none of us have heard from him. Since
0: I he
2: and you were left. A friend who was left. No. Good old Teddy. No.
0: No, you haven't heard
2: no. so, so since Theodore and Nevy left, there's been total.
0: It's just since last night, so.
2: No.
6: Fair enough. Okay. I wonder what the odds are of somebody we know here at the Wentworth Club or somebody at the Wentworth Club that. Um, might have an in to the museum in the sense they may know a guard, they may be um, a supporter, something like that who might have an inside scoop.
0: So,
4: here's something <laughs> here, here's something about inside <laughs> Here's
0: something
4: about inside scoop that just comes to mind here. Totally occurred to me. Could we have members that were on archaeological digs there, with uh, Armitage dig and the uh, what's the other one there, the Cornelius dig? Possibly. That are actually members here that could tell us about what. I mean,
0: Brightman was an archaeologist who went on digs.
4: Other people, other than Brightman, there. Am I on a good train of thought? Is good it did a Bryman train to hang thought? out with? There you go.
0: Well Theodore Rayburn Price was obviously one of them. And he and uh, who's the the current president? What
4: uh, the his name.
0: Where are you? Uh, Gregory Bluffstone who gave the speech last night.
6: Now, the Wentworth Club itself, Uh is it like just a club that men join? Or is it kind of like the Masons where they're supposed to help out a fellow Mason?
0: It's just a gentleman's club where people go to relax and get away from the hustle and bustle of busy Okay, so there's
6: not it's, there's not something inferred where you try to help out your fellow man.
1: But don't we have like yeah. an occult overtone? Um, yeah, you're all interested in
0: that, but half of London is too. It's it's the early uh, it's the 1920s.
6: The age of spiritualism.
0: Um, yeah, half of us are
2: theosophists. Some of us don't talk to theosophists. I'm sure we all do look out for each other, but I don't uh, think- all,
0: You all I came didn't... to Lord Brightman's funeral and you didn't know him. Or not his funeral, his memorial dinner. So yeah, there's, I mean, some are more the... friendly than others, obviously. Anyway, I think that you guys are at an impasse at the moment and I think that's we got five minutes left, so we might as well just call it there. You guys can think about it, and then we can start up again next week, and we'll see how you do. I'm not giving you anything, <laughs> so you're gonna have that makes me suspicious a bit what you're hiding. You're gonna have to work for it. Um, Damn, I've been working. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our players included Jason Melnichog. John Byram, Ford Fitch, Jerry Bryant, and David Gasway, with yours truly as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows, free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot.